Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Here we go. I'm so grateful. Yes, I am. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, and I am grateful. Grateful to be transcending time and space in order to be with you, join with you right now, so that we can together rise up into a true and clear willingness. The willingness to be truly helpful, the willingness to let go of the past, the willingness to love ourselves free of all limiting thoughts and beliefs. So we're grateful to have a blessing and a prayer here. And I invite you to join me in placing your hand on your heart. I've got my hand on my heart, and I am grateful to dedicate this time together to our healing and transformation, to a divine alchemy that turns the lead into gold, the coal into diamonds. We are grateful to allow ourselves to be set free, true liberation from the past. This is why we join together. We share the benefits with all our brothers and sisters because we are eternally united with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So it's a new year here, first episode of the year, and I am, I can't remember when I was so excited for a new year as I am right now. I am feeling the energy of this year, and despite all appearances to the contrary, I think it's going to be a spectacular year of love, of heart-opening And that is what I'm intending for our Power of Love community, that we truly open to receive, to know, to live, to shine, to share the all good. And uh, if you are new to this podcast, let me just share with you a quick little fact. If you're listening on an Apple device, uh, Apple only allows 300 episodes Per podcast. So we've got more than 500 episodes. And uh, because we started in 2011. And if you'd like to get the oldest episodes, get the podcast entitled A Course of Miracles Archive. So in order to get all the episodes, A Course of Miracles Archive plus a Course of Miracles, and then you'll get them all. Now, if you're on uh, a different kind of device, a non-Apple device, they'll be in just one podcast. And I make a request of you, please, if you enjoy this podcast, if it's meaningful to you, won't you please write a review wherever it is that you get your podcasts from, whatever app you're using. If you write a review, Uh, Just review it in some way, shape, or form. That lets the podcast providers know to alert other people to it. So there you go. (laughs) Thank you for that. Now, our topic this week is the simplicity of salvation. The simplicity of salvation. And that's the name of the first section 
in the last chapter of the text. And uh, I'm for simplicity. I used to think things needed to be hard. And I didn't realize how hard I was making my life until I had a little moment with my mother many years ago where I said uh, something to her about something I wanted to do, some project, some whatever it was. I don't remember now. But I said to her, yeah, I'd like to do this thing. And she said, well, honey, I'm sure you can do it. It will be hard, but I know you can do it. And in that instant, I realized that I had been wired through beliefs to believe that things were hard, but I could do it. I had what it took. Now, that did not apply when it came to my spiritual awakening because for a long time I had this entrenched belief, and I didn't even know it for a long time, but that entrenched belief was other people can do this spiritual stuff. Other people can awaken. Other people can have miracles. Other people can transform, but... There's something wrong with me, and so I can't do it. That the steps that other people find success with won't work for me because there's something wrong with me. And uh, that belief was a projection that went before me every minute of every day. And it made me feel as though I, no matter how hard I tried, I would never be able to find the secret sauce to spiritual growth and awakening. No matter how hard I worked, I could only make little bits of progress. I wouldn't actually be able to attain enlightenment or wake up. Now... <laughs> What's wonderful is I don't have that belief anymore. It has gone away. And that is one of the things that propels me to keep sharing and keep sharing and keep sharing with the hopes that or the intention that people will hear what I share and use the practices that I offer in my programs and they will find that they too can eliminate these false beliefs that run our life. So I'm very, very grateful that my mother said that to me and it sparked an awareness that I had this belief that things would be hard, but nonetheless, I could get through it. And uh, unless I couldn't, like with spiritual awakening. So... I started to become very alert whenever I heard myself say, that's hard, it's going to be hard. And I started to say, it's going to be easy. And I remember one time I was driving in the car with my mom and we were in Bar Harbor, the whole family. We had two cars and we were going to go on a whale watch and... uh I think there were nine or ten of us. And when we were pulling up to the parking lot in downtown Bar Harbor on the wharf there, it was so crowded and busy. My mother said, we're never going to find a parking spot. And I said, oh, Mom, yes, we are. We only need two, and we will definitely find two. And then she took a breath and she said, well, you're probably right, you usually are, which was an amazing thing for my mother to say. But, And I'm glad that I was able to say, uh, we're going to find a parking spot, for sure we are, and not, you're so wrong, Mom, your thoughts are a projection, 
cancel, cancel, cancel. I didn't need to be her teacher or anything remotely like that. I just needed to know we would find two parking spots. And you know what? There were exactly two empty parking spots in the lot for the whale watch boat. So I have learned to turn away from anything that it's not that it looks like it's going to be hard or it feels difficult. It's from projecting that belief that life is difficult, that life is hard. I think it's so important to get out from under that belief system because many of us, we are the children, the grandchildren of folks who were raised during the Depression, during World War II, during these times of great difficulty. And so life for them was very hard. And life is generally, for most people, it's easier now, even though the pandemic is definitely making life uh, very challenging. It's, to me, I don't want to get out of bed if life is going to be hard. That's one of the things I talk about in my year-long program, Masterful Living, that if you wake me up, let's say you wake me up at 4.30 in the morning and you say, Jennifer, um, there's a lot to do today. It's time for you to get up and start doing the things to, to be done today. It's going to be a hard day, so prepare yourself uh, for that. If, if somebody said that, I'd be thinking, I think I'm going to skip this this is a good day to take off. <laughs> I'm going to call in sick today. I'm going to make this day National Horizontal Day, and I am going to stay in bed. I am going to move from the bed to the sofa, <laughs> maybe with a stop in the kitchen for some spiritual espresso, and then I am going to the sofa. I think today is going to be National Horizontal uh, Screen Watching Day. And, uh, oh my, this little flock of tiny little birds just blew by my window. Precious. Amazing. Cool. Now, if you woke me up in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you said, Jennifer, there's a lot to do today. It's definitely going to be challenging. And you're going to learn so much. You're going to get so much out of it. I, I would take a pause, and I would throw back those covers, and I would say, bring it on. Yes. I like a challenge, but I don't like it to be hard. Why does it have to be hard? To me, things are hard when spirit is not part of the mix. If I uh, am identified with my ego and I'm edging God out then it feels hard, then it feels difficult. But when I'm in tune with spirit, when I am remembering that I am here only to be truly helpful, then it might feel very challenging, but it doesn't feel hard in the same way. So, all this from the title of Section 1, Chapter 31, the final chapter the in the text of A Course in Miracles. The title is The Simplicity of Salvation. I like simplicity. It's like God, which to me is the infinite field of love that we are, where we live and move and have our being, and we are the field. We're not just part of the field. We are, we are the field of love. The, the field of love is essentially very simple because it is a a field of love 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 and that's all it is so it begins here how simple is salvation exclamation point how simple is salvation i love that isn't that bring it 
So waking up, that's salvation. It's simple, not complicated, not hard, not challenging. Let's make it simple. Keep it simple, sweetheart. K-I-S-S, right? Keep it simple, sweetheart. How simple is salvation? All it says is what was never true is not true now and never will be. Well, that sounds simple to me. What was never true is not true now and never will be. The impossible has not occurred and can have no effects. And that is all. Can this be hard to learn by anyone who wants it to be true? There you go. So I I would invite you to write this down on a 3 by 5 card and carry it around with you. What was never true is not true now and never will be. The impossible has not occurred and can have no effects. Now, this last part, to me, is really valuable. What The impossible has not occurred and can have no effects. So, separation has not occurred and can have no effects. So, that means, the way, the way I like to say it is, it's like Las Vegas, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in this world stays in this world, in this illusion. And so everything that we feel guilty about, everything that we feel ashamed about, everything that we feel regret about, all of this intensity of emotion, all of it, stays in this world. We do not take it with us. One of the messages of A Course in Miracles is that the end of time is coming. And that by living A Course in Miracles, not just studying it, but actually living it, I call it walking the talk, living the love, but actually doing that, we can save a thousand years incarnating in this human experience and reliving the same painful beliefs over and over again. Now, here's the next part. Only unwillingness to learn it could make such an easy lesson difficult. How hard is it to see that what is false cannot be true and that what is true cannot be false? (laughs) I love that Jesus says, how hard is it to see? How hard is it that what is not true, never has been true, never will be true, is not true now? How hard is it? Uh, For me, one of my ego thoughts is, how hard is it? How hard is it to just shut the cabinet door? How hard is it to take out the trash? How hard is it to remember to put in the order? These kinds of thoughts used to plague me all the time. How hard is it to just blah, blah, blah? Right? Those were my complaints. So here he's using it in a different way. But how hard is it to see that what is false cannot be true? And what is true cannot be false. He says, you can no longer say that you perceive no differences in false and true. You've been told exactly how to tell one from the other and just what to do if you become confused. Why then do you persist in learning not such simple things? Why can't we just get that what was never true is not true now and never will be? It's because we've made all this stuff up. and We've invested so much into our resentments, our regrets, our hurts, our anger, and our disappointments, and all of these things. And all that investment 
of our precious time, energy, resources. We hate to think that it was a complete waste, that we could have learned through joy. We didn't have to learn through pain. That was the choice we made. That was our decision. So then it takes us back. To me, it does. To me, I go back to, I have two choices here. To see myself as the victim of the world or to see myself as responsible for what I see. Now, responsibility for sight is about our interpretation and the meaning we made of it. And if you look at any place in your life where you feel bothered, whether it's the slightest annoyance or the deepest wounding, It's always because of the meaning that you gave it. You're the one who gave it that meaning. Even if somebody else talked you into it, you had to agree with them. It's like, uh, I I believe it was in Sundays with Spirit this the other day. Uh, January 2nd was the date. 2022. Uh, uh, in Sundays with Spirit, that's my free Sunday service uh, we do every Sunday. Now we started it early in the pandemic in 2020, and we're going strong. Come join us on Zoom. Sign up one time, and we'll send you the reminder each week. And um, I was saying that it's very common for people to feel that they've been taken advantage of. But is it actually possible for anyone to take advantage of us without our permission? Don't we have to agree in order for it to occur? How could people take advantage of us if we didn't actively participate? See, that's the kind of simplicity I like. Because then when I see that, if I feel taken advantage of, I can recognize, oh, wait a minute. I agreed to do whatever it was, and so I'm. there's no reason to be upset with those other people. I'm the one that decided to do that. So if there's some forgiveness that needs to happen, I need to forgive myself for agreeing to something. And why did I agree to something that was painful? And now I feel taken advantage of what was I looking to get that I was willing to go along with that so you see then we let go of our interpretation and the meaning we made of it and the judgments fall away and then the upset does too so simple I am grateful Okay, how hard is it to see that what is false cannot be true and what is true cannot be false? You can no longer say that you perceive no differences in false and true. You've been told exactly how to tell one from the other and just what to do if you become confused. Why then do you persist in learning not such simple things? So what do we do if we become confused? We turn it over to spirit to be led, guided, and directed. But you see, sometimes we don't want to be led, guided, and directed. We want to, we'd like to do what we'd like to do from our ego goals, and it doesn't go well. And then again, We often are annoyed and angry with ourselves for making these painful choices, and then we project it out onto other people and we blame them. But we can liberate from all of that, and this is the time to do it, my friend. This is the time now. He says, why then do you persist in learning not such simple things? Next paragraph. There is a reason. But confuse it not with difficulty in the simple things salvation asks you learn. Okay, so there's a reason we persist in not learning 
such a simple thing, and it's not because it's difficult. So let's just be clear about that. Jesus says, it teaches but the very obvious. It merely goes from one apparent lesson to the next in easy steps that lead you gently from one to another with no strain at all. So he is talking about these workbook lessons here that just lead us gently from one to another with no strain at all. He says, this cannot be confusing, yet you are confused. For somehow you believe that what is totally confused is easier to learn and understand. So the ego thought system is easier to learn and understand, so we think. So we focus on that and we turn away from spiritual principle and spiritual teachings like I'm never upset for the reason I think. Uh, Spiritual teachings like uh, I've given everything in this room all the meaning that it has for me. We turn away from them because they seem difficult when, in fact, they are so simple. Yeah, obfuscation, right? We're not interested in seeing what's really going on. Okay, well, it's time for me to take a break. And while we're on this break, I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and take a look at Masterful Living, my year-long program. See if it's right for you right now. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk. We're living the love. And I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, and we're talking about the simplicity of salvation. Yes. And we're talking about how it's not complicated, but still we pretend that It's beyond us. It's too difficult. And we keep repeating the same ego patterns. Jesus says in paragraph 2 of chapter 31, section 1, he says, This cannot be confusing, yet you are confused. For somehow you believe that what is totally confused is easier to learn and understand. And that's the ego thought system that we've been studying lifetime after lifetime. He says, what you have taught yourself is such a giant learning feat. It is indeed incredible. But you accomplished it because you wanted to and did not pause in diligence to judge it hard to learn or too complex to grasp. How great is that? So clear. We accomplished coming to the belief that we're separate, that we're not good enough, that something's wrong with us, that we're bad, that we're unworthy, that we're unlovable. I mean, we have entrenched ourselves in this belief, built the entire structure of our life around it, accomplished it because you wanted to, he says, and did not pause in diligence to judge it hard to learn or too complex to grasp. We didn't pause along the way and say, oh, this is too hard. But that's what we do about awakening. That's what we do about remembering the truth of our identity. I I really appreciate this, especially where he says here, what you have taught yourself is such a giant learning feat It is indeed incredible. So this is where we can remember to laugh and say, Oh my God, look at what I have accomplished. I have come to believe that my life is not worth living because this person doesn't want to be my partner. I have come to the place of thinking my wife is not worth living because... I don't have that job anymore or because I can't pay my bills 
or because my body is dysfunctional. I am not worth living anymore. I am not worth it. The love of God, the majesty, majesty, the the magnificence of God is not worth continuing because I have so identified myself with being unworthy of love. I've taught myself this. I mean, so many people I talk to over the years as a spiritual counselor, more than 20 years, people in great despair. They don't want to go on. And I felt that way too. So I understand and know what it feels like. We have taught ourselves this view, this perspective. And we are so entrenched in it that we think that for us, awakening from the dream of separation will be hard. But it's simply not true. We experience it as hard or difficult because that's what we believe. That's the only reason we experience it that way. It's because that's what we believe. And so we turn away from it. Yet what we have accomplished is so much harder. Becoming so firmly entrenched in false beliefs, much, much harder than liberation and knowing the truth. If you don't believe it, take my word for it. Be willing to just practice a simple mantra affirmation like, I am willing to know the truth. I am willing to know the truth. I am willing to give up what's false. I am willing to give up what's false. Jesus goes on, No one who understands what you have learned, how carefully you learned it, and the pains to which you went to practice and repeat the lessons endlessly in every form you could conceive of them, could ever doubt the power of your learning skill. So it's really the more miserable you are, the more entrenched you are in the false beliefs, the more we have demonstrated the power of our learning skill. This is what he's telling us. Check this out. He says, there is no greater power in the world The world was made by it and even now depends on nothing else. The lessons you have taught yourself have been so overlearned and fixed. They rise like heavy curtains to obscure the simple and the obvious. Say not you cannot learn them. For your power to learn is so strong enough to teach, excuse me, for your power to learn is strong enough to teach you that your will is not your own. Your thoughts do not belong to you. And even you are someone else. So this is like Jesus Yoda, right? When he says things like this, say not, You cannot learn them. For your power to learn is strong enough to teach you that your will is not your own. Your thoughts do not belong to you. And even you are someone else. So we have convinced ourselves that we are a false identity. Yes, we have. So he's saying this is a fantastic Learning accomplishment. Undoing all of that is so much easier. So much easier. So much easier. And this is what I absolutely know with every fiber of my being. And this, my friend, is the foundation of my programs. Because it is true and I invite you to join me And prove what Jesus is saying here, that it is much easier to unlearn 
than it is to get to where we are now with this false identification, believing that we're someone other than who we think we are. I I just like my my mouth, my jaw is hanging open. I feel so just like wow when I think of that. It's so much easier to undo it than it was to keep it going even. Oh my god, talk about hard. That was hard. Undoing it so much easier and our willingness is all that's required. This undoing, this implementation of A Course in Miracles is, it's so powerful. I'm so grateful that we can do it. And I love doing it together. So wonderful. It's so much easier to remember to laugh when we're doing it together. So the lessons that the ego has us learning the ego thought system lessons the painful lessons of separation uh jesus says who could maintain that lessons such as these are easy yet you have learned more than this you have continued taking every step however difficult without complaint i don't know about that until a world was built that suited you. And every lesson that makes up the world arises from the first accomplishment of learning. An enormity so great, the Holy Spirit's voice seems small and still before its magnitude. So the first accomplishment of learning is that belief that there's a better than and there's a less than, that separation thinking that we forgot to laugh about. Jesus goes on to say, the world began with one strange lesson, powerful enough to render God forgotten and his son an alien to himself in exile from the home where God himself established him. You have taught yourself the Son of God is guilty. Say not that you cannot learn the simple things salvation teaches you. So that first lesson of separation that we are guilty, we're bad, we're wrong, we're not good enough, we're evil. These are the secret thoughts of many spiritual students until they let them go. Until they realize, oh, not true, never will be true, never could be true, never has been true. All right, moving on. He says here, learning is an ability you made and gave yourself. Isn't that interesting? Now, here's the thing that to me is very helpful in making sense of A Course in Miracles. And I talk about this a lot, so if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you've heard it before many times, and that is that what is truth is easily discernible from what is not truth, because what is true is always true, perpetually true, and what is false is not. It's conditional. So the the nature of God is eternal and unconditional. Eternal and unconditional, whatever it is, harmony, peace, joy, beauty, love, freedom, clarity. That's our true nature and our true identity. If it's conditional, then it's not of God. It's of the ego's making. It's of the personality. And so learning is an ability you made and gave yourself. In order for us to experience separation, we had to forget the reality of unity. We had to forget it and learn something else in its place. This is why the truth sets us free. The truth is we are one 
inextricably one. There's no way to undo the unity of all life. But we can learn and come to believe that we're separate. So learning is related to beliefs and truth is related to knowing. Know the truth and it sets you free. What we learn are the beliefs. What we know is the truth. So that, to me, is very helpful. Uh, Many, many, many times I've used that to help me recognize, oh, wait a minute, is this true for everyone? Is it true all the time? Oh, then it's a belief. It's not actually true. Let me not pretend that it is true. Let me discard it rather than learn the ins and outs of it. Let me back away from it. Let me surrender it to the Holy Spirit to undo any attraction I have to that which is false. So we're in paragraph five. Learning is an ability you made and gave yourself. It was not made to do the will of God but to uphold a wish that it could be opposed, that the will of God could be opposed, and that a will apart from God was yet more real than it. So that's the whole reason we made up being able to learn things, is so that we could uphold a wish that the will of God could be opposed and that there was a separate will apart from God's will. And this is one of the clear teachings of A Course in Miracles is that there is no separate will. There's just the will of God. There is no separate will. It seems like there is in the dream of separation, but it's not true. There is no real second will, separate will. He goes on to say, And this has learning sought to demonstrate, and you have learned what it was made to teach. So that's what we learned, that there's a separate will, and learning is all about learning the ego thought system and applying it to our experiences. Whereas waking up is about remembering our true identity. Waking up is about listening to the still small voice and hearing it. That's why our willingness is all that's required. We don't have to learn anything. This is the mistake that people make, that they have to learn things. And that was, oh, I spent so much time thinking that there were secret codes and secret things, and I had to learn them. I had to find them in books, you know, reading all these spiritual books. Not that reading spiritual books is bad or wrong. No, not at all. But the answers that we seek are written in our heart. All we need to be is willing to let go of our attachment to the ego thought system. All we have to do is be willing to recognize our magnificence and the magnificence of our brothers and sisters, to see the Christ within ourselves and within others, to be willing, to be willing, to be willing, to be willing. Yes. Oh my goodness. It says here, Now does your ancient overlearning stand implacable before the voice of truth and teach you that its lessons are not true, too hard to learn, too difficult to see, and too opposed to what is really true. So this is 
what I would describe, as I, I mentioned earlier, this feeling that it works for other people, but not for me. It's too hard for me. I don't have what it takes. This is the, oh, such a big lie. What a big lie. This is the, the lie that has stopped so many spiritual students in their tracks. That, and, and that's why I know that's why I do my Masterful Living program each year. We're just getting started. Uh, classes begin in a few weeks. Come and join us. Oh, my goodness, if you'd like companionship, mighty, holy companionship, to make it so much easier to prove that it's easy to undo. Oh, my gosh. It is so much easier to undo these thought systems than it is to struggle with them day after day after day. I, I wish there was some way for me to make it absolutely crystal clear how much easier it is to undo the ego thought system than it is to keep it going. And people who think that I just don't have what it takes, that's one of the first things they can let go of. And they do, and they prove to themselves everyone has what it takes. Everyone, because everyone has the Christ pre-installed. And all we need is the willingness to let go of our attack thoughts, whether we're attacking ourselves or other people. Really let them go. Not just say it, but really let them go. So now does your ancient overlearning stand implacable before the voice of truth and teach you that its lessons are not true, too hard to learn, too difficult to see, and too opposed to what is really true? Yet you will learn them, for their learning is the only purpose for your learning skill the Holy Spirit sees in all the world. The Holy Spirit's simple lessons in forgiveness have a power mightier than yours because they call from God and from yourself to you. Is this a little voice so small and still it cannot rise above the senseless noise of sounds that have no meaning? God willed not his son forget him. And the power of God's will is in the voice that speaks for God. Which lesson will you learn? What outcome is inevitable, sure as God, and far beyond all doubt and question? Can it be your little learning, strange in outcome, and incredible in difficulty, will withstand the simple lessons being taught to you in every moment of each day since time began and learning had been made? I, I, I love that Jesus is so emphatic here. It's so like, come on, people, come on. So this is the thing, is the outcome is inevitable. We will move across that rainbow bridge to remember our true identity. That is happening. Nothing will stop it. The question is just, do we wish to save time? And do we wish to be truly helpful and help our brothers and sisters wake up from the dream of separation? What is the activity that we're interested in? Are we really, really interested in having a better dream or are we interested in waking up from the dream? So to me, waking up from the dream is the new heaven and the new earth. Being able to see with clarity that the insanity has no real power. It cannot stand. I do not need to fear 
a, a dystopian future because the mindset that creates, or not creates, the mindset that generates a dystopia will not stand. And I'm clear about that. And let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. So important that I stay focused. He says here, the lessons to be learned are only two. Each has its outcome in a different world. And each world follows surely from its source. So the two worlds you could say are heaven and hell. The certain outcome of the lesson that God's son is guilty is the world you see. It's the world we see right now. So that original learning that we're guilty is the producer of the painful world we see right now. He says, it is a world of terror and despair, nor is there hope of happiness in it. There is no plan for safety you can make that will ever succeed. There is no joy that you can seek for here and hope to find. No joy that you can seek for here in this world, in this experience that we're having now and hope to find. Yet, this is not the only outcome which your learning can produce. However much you may have overlearned your chosen task, the lesson that reflects the love of God is stronger still, and you will learn God's Son is innocent and see another world. Yes. So, that's what we're doing. It's simple. It's simple. It's simple. Keep it simple, sweetheart. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I do love this. I do love A Course in Miracles filled with treasures that help me so much. And I am grateful that it's helping you too. And that's why you're listening. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I wanted to tell you real quick, I am adding three more bonuses to Masterful Living, three more workshops. And the first one is coming up on Sunday, January 16th. It's self-love. Yes, let us have an adventure in self-love. It's absolutely critical for us in order to be able to wake up, wake the heck up from this dream of separation. Self-love is required. So I'm going to do a workshop on that. January 16th, it's a bonus with Masterful Living or just buy it on itself. I have to go. Here's a blessing. We're grateful and thankful to know the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great week. Happy New Year. Mwah.